I'm sure you've heard people say, be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it. Well, (laughs) Raquel definitely put that idea to the test. And although it was a scary period of time, it actually ended up leading to a major spiritual awakening for her. Join me for Raquel's story. This is the highway to healing. Thank you so much for joining me, Raquel. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I want you to begin and take our listeners back to your teenage years. You know, a lot of folks remember what they were like when they were teenagers and things that they were thinking about or maybe how they struggled. Mm -hmm. And I know that that was part of your story. So can you Mm -hmm. take us back to those formative years and explain what was happening? So in my teen years, I think I really began to struggle with depression. Um, But even prior to my teen years, I would say preteen and maybe even childhood, maybe around 10 years old is when it started to feel like something was missing from my life. And I could never name it. I could never figure out this like emptiness that I felt. Um, And I remember thinking a lot that I just wanted to go home. And I remember thinking that even as a child of just having those thoughts of, I just want to go home. I want to go home. I just never felt like this was home. So as I got into my teen years, um, you know, I struggled to fit in. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I was always weird. I was super shy. And so I got into my teen years and I was always trying to fit in with the in crowd and started experimenting with drugs and got into some, got into depression. And then I was dealing with um, a lot of health challenges too and um, was diagnosed with epilepsy in my teen years, um, which contributed to the depression. But after high school, I moved out of my hometown and When I moved, I didn't have any friends. I only had my mom. And so that was when it really got bad. The depression and suicidal thoughts started to come in and I was about 19 years old. And I just remember feeling like I just wanted, I just wanted to die. And I did have thoughts of of actually committing suicide. I had a lot of thoughts, but I also had a lot of thoughts of just feeling like, well, maybe I'd get in a car crash and then I would die. Like I wouldn't have to take my life, but maybe my life could be taken and I wouldn't have to deal with the pain. Um, I think during those times I was, it was really, really dark. And I just remember thinking that I had no purpose here. There was no point in being here. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. And a lot of, during those times, there wasn't a lot of knowledge and coming out about suicide and depression and, you know, stuff that we talk about now today. And I didn't have a lot of support, although I didn't go seeking support because I didn't really understand what was happening to me. Um, So what ended up, you know, I had these thoughts for quite a while, probably a year and a half, where I was just hoping that I just would die because the pain was so, was so great. 
And so one night um, I was out with some friends and a friend of mine had just bought a motorcycle and I asked him to take me for a ride and it was late at night and we got on the motorcycle and we started heading down the street and I had the thought in my mind that I hoped that we crashed and I hope that I died. And I remember having that thought riding on the motorcycle and it was instant. It was a fast thought of, I hope we crash and I hope I die. And within seconds of that, um, we came along a dip in the road and he was going too fast to slow down and we hit the dip and I flew off the motorcycle and landed several yards away in um, a yard. So at that point, I kind of came to and the wind had been knocked out of me and I was laying in the grass. And I just remember thinking, I'm so tired. I was just so tired. I didn't know what had happened. And I was gonna lay down on the grass and take a nap. That was my plan was I was just gonna just take a nap right here in this yard. And my friend who was driving the motorcycle, he came up and he was telling me, he was like, get up, get up. We have to go, we have to go, we crashed. And I was really disoriented, I didn't, so I just paid attention to what he was saying. And I got up and we started walking down the street back to um, his house. And in walking back to his house, I kept thinking, oh, I'm just so tired, I'm gonna go take a nap. And then I'll wake up and drive home because I still didn't understand what had happened. And my only thought was I needed to take a nap. That was it, that was all that was going through my mind. So we're walking down the street and a neighbor must have heard the crash and they called the ambulance, they had called 911. So an ambulance showed up um, before we got to his house and the paramedics got out and I had no idea what I looked like, but I was arguing with them. I didn't want to get into the ambulance, but my whole face was smashed up. The whole left side of my face was completely, I mean, I, I don't even know what I looked like. It was just smashed. And I, you know, I think I was in shock, obviously, and they were trying to convince me to get into the ambulance. And finally, I just, I was so tired that I just said, fine, I'll get in the ambulance. I laid down on the gurney and I thought, okay, now I can take a nap. Now I'm, I'm just so tired. I'm going to take a nap now that I'm laying down. So they load, loaded me into the ambulance and I started having this conversation in my mind and I started saying, okay, now it's my time to go. Now I can go, I'm gonna close my eyes and it's my time to go. And then this other voice comes in and says, no, it's not your time to go, open your eyes. So there was this dialogue going on of, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And this other voice saying, no, open your eyes, it's not your time to go, it's not your time, it's not your time. And for whatever reason, I paid attention to that voice and I decided I was going to stay awake and so I stayed awake through two so I went to a hospital they had to transfer me to a trauma hospital in a different city and I stayed awake through that entire transport and ended up going into emergency surgery I had ruptured my spleen and ended up um, staying in the ICU at, for a week and I had two separate surgeries and I had shattered my um, cheekbone too. So afterward, when I 
when I got out of the hospital, I had, you know, I went through some anxiety and was kind of trying to manage, you know, healing on the outside, but didn't really quite understand what had occurred in this whole traumatic event. And it has taken me a long time to process. Um, I'm coming up on this month, it'll be 22 or 23 years ago that this happened. And, and I feel like it's funny doing this interview because even now, like bits and pieces are still coming together from it. You know, hearing that voice and trying to figure out what was that? What was that whole dialogue that happened in the ambulance? And then the biggest, the biggest shift that happened was when I got out of the hospital, I had realized that I had that thought that I had manifested that motorcycle accident. I had asked to crash, but I wanted to die. And so when I got out of the hospital, I realized I'm still here. I didn't die. So there must be a reason. And my depression was lifted in that realization. The, the extreme darkness and the really, really intense inner pain that I was having had completely lifted in realizing like, holy moly, I'm still here. There must be a reason why I'm still here. I just had to take a deep breath because that's intense. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, your thoughts are powerful and what you think about you manifest and you are the living example of that. So as you reflect on what had happened when you were 19, are, are you now comfortable with the realization that the universe gave you what you asked for in order to wake you up? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've gone through so much healing and so much processing, you know, just in that accident alone. Um, I went through massage therapy school and that ended up being really healing for me on a physical and emotional level. And even, and even now in, in the last year, you know, since COVID hit and processing more trauma from that accident, I realized you know, the voice, the conversation that was going on was, it was spirit. It was spirit talking to me, telling me, no, it's not your time to go. And so in that realization, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're always being talked to. Spirit is always talking to all of us, you know? And it's, yes, I my thoughts manifested this, but this is what I needed to come to the realization that I have a purpose here. You know, yeah. among how much pain I was in, I still, there was still a reason for me being here. Absolutely. I've heard uh, some spiritual thought leaders talk about how before we come into this lifetime, we pick a couple of exit points mm-hmm. and it's up to us and spirit and what we came here to do to decide, are we going to take that exit? Or are we going to keep driving down the freeway? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that exit point presented in, in your higher self, your soul was like, you know, I think I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that was one of my exit points. And I've heard that too, that we have a few along the way and I definitely, I know for a fact that was one of mine. Yeah. One of the teachers that I've studied with Lee Harris, uh, he said something in one of the workshops one day that really 
just stuck with me over the years. And he said, if you're still alive, get curious mm-hmm. that there, there's nothing wasted. And so by you saying, I'm going to stay on the freeway, I'm going to keep going. It was also, I think, sending a message to the universe saying, you know what, I'm not done yet. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I kept thinking, okay, I'm here and I know I have a purpose here. I'm going to get curious about why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, uh, you mentioned a connection before we started the interview uh, about Julie Hoyle. Uh, we mm-hmm. connected through the Ajata Kasha app that Lisa Gunshore started. And uh, I know that she's been instrumental to you and to your journey, but I also know that you started a blog and you write about your stories and your experiences. Can you tell us a little bit about your blog and how it's been helpful uh, in your path to self-discovery? Yeah, so I started the blog just this past fall. It was during COVID, you know, the whole, I mean, this whole year has has been transformation for me into shadow work and writing. And so I created the blog. I had no idea. I just knew I had to create the blog. I didn't know what it was going to turn out to be like. Um, And it still is continuing to unfold, but I write a lot about my awakening and um, what I've gone through on my awakening path and where I was at back in the fall compared to the winter, compared to even now in the spring. But I also have guest writers and I invite guest writers to come on and share pieces. And recently I've been coming up with themes. Um, So the month of March, we have the theme in your body. And what that means is um, I'm having people write about how we are more than just our body. Um, We're emotions and we have these subtle levels and People who are trained in yoga and um, energy work and massage therapy are all going to be guests on the blog. And so interestingly, it's funny that we're doing this interview this month because I'm going to write a piece about my experience in massage therapy and how emotions came out from that motorcycle accident during body work, which was really, it was traumatic at the time, but it's, it's really fascinating. Oh, I'm sure I'm looking forward to reading that. So before we close out, anyone that's listening that is having a difficult time, or maybe they haven't gone through their awakening yet, but they're starting to ask questions. Maybe they find themselves depressed or thinking how it might just be better if they were on the other side. Mm -hmm. What advice would you leave them with? I, I truly believe that these traumatic events that happen in our lives, they occur to wake us up. And people always have the choice whether to look at it that way and say, wow, I survived this traumatic event. Um, I'm gonna explore that and the meaning behind it. Or you can fall into the even more darkness from that trauma. And so I always wanna tell people, I. I am constantly trying to tell people my story, especially when they're battling depression, that there's, there's a reason that we're here. We're not just here, you know, for nothing. We all have a reason for being here. We all have a purpose for being here. And everybody, every single person on this planet has a purpose for being here. And so it's like you said, get curious about why you're here. 
start exploring about why you're here and where this depression comes from. For me, I now know in my awakening path that the pain and the darkness is in feeling that separation from spirit, from source, and even from other people. And, and for me, that's been part of my path. And so when people are on the awakening path, I think it's, it's important to explore not only your purpose for being here, for being here, but how you connect to spirit, how you connect to other people. What, what is your connection? What does that look like? And I write about that on my blog too. That's, that's a really great way of putting it because some people may not have even thought about their depression or feeling lonesome as a symptom or a, re, or a response to not feeling connected to spirit to source. So mm-hmm. I think you just put a little light bulb in the minds of people that are listening. And I appreciate your time and your talent. Thank you so much for being a part of today's interview, Raquel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For more information and to read Raquel's blog, go to stillnesswithin.org. Stories like this one are important to tell. It reminds us that even during the darkest times, we can always find light. We can always choose faith over fear. For exclusive content, please join my Spark Club members-only community and apply to be a guest on this show. Find out more at spiritandspark.com.